Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Imad, Paul and Arpit to discuss the topic of future of tech leads. Before we delve deeper into the topic, as always, we'll go around the room with some introductions. Imad, would you like to kick us off? Yes, sure. Hi, my name is Imad. Uh, I'm Iranian, living in Denmark, working in the tax ministry of Denmark called SCAT. Means my love or something. Uh, so, uh, so I've been in um, technology area and uh, doing mobile development and being a lead in different uh, companies past 10 years. And right now I'm a lead iOS engineer in, uh, in SCAT. And yeah, looking forward to talk with you three guys and all other people watching this. Thank you, Matt. Paul, we'll hand over to you next. Hey, I'm Paul. I'm originally from Romania. Um, been living in Denmark uh, for, yeah, well, since 2009, actually. Um, I have a heavy background in all things JavaScript. I'm a person that wears many, many hats uh, in daily work. And uh, currently I work with the Banking Circle. Um, it's a company, like we do payment processing, um, cross-border payments. Remember like uh, a while ago, well, when I came to Denmark, uh, sending money would kind of take five days and uh, would cost 50 euro. And our mission is kind of to making it uh, take uh, five seconds, costing 50 cents. So. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Thanks, Paul. Uh, thanks for joining us again. And last but not least, Arpit, over to you. Hey, hi, folks. Uh, I'm Arpit. I'm, I'm of Indian origin, currently based out of Denmark. I uh, recently moved there last year, I'm currently working with Clio as a software, a senior software engineer. And before this, I was based out of Bangalore, where I was working as a tech lead for a startup called Locus. And I have nearly seven years of experience, all things backend and DevOps. So excited to be here for the first time and hope to learn and share something new. Fantastic. Well, that kind of rounds off introductions. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now we've established who each of you are, let's move on to the topic in hand. As usual, work our way around the room. We've got a couple of questions each this today, um, so we're able then to get everyone's given opportunity to, to answer those questions. I was hoping the questions would come up so we could pop them on the screen, but you leave it with me. But Imad, we're going to come to your question first. Um, Imad wanted to know how a software developer, whether it's a back-end dev, a mobile dev, a front-end dev, can become a tech lead. Could you give us a bit of context around that before we pound over to Paul and Arpit? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I've had experience working with different tech leads or being also a tech lead in, in my past experience in different companies. And I always wanted to know how is the 
point of view from other people, if if they see a tech lead uh, come from different background than a backend developer or development uh, background, because what I believe or seen or or have experienced is like the main part of being a technical lead is to know software development, no matter you come from which area. And uh, I would love to hear from you, Paul, and Arpit uh, to to know what do you say. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think that overall, like uh, a tech lead, it requires a mix of things, and that's uh, technical skills, uh, leadership skills, and of course, like experience. Um, the way I see it, in, in terms of uh, where do these technical skills kind of need to focus on uh it's it's not one domain or the other it's it it very much depends on the company uh in which you grow um and the way i see it it also depends on your curiosity like maybe i can just use myself as an example um here it really really helped working on the front end uh side of things because if like you're basically the communication of all your systems with the clients, right? So you need to understand what what happens under the hood. So although I didn't touch databases uh, daily or um, infrastructure, uh, I eventually developed the skills necessary to know a bit about uh, those things. And now I'm wearing the DevOps hat, so here I am. Uh, from front end to, um, but yeah, like also maybe in my land, JavaScript, uh, was the main, um, language, right. Which means that with this per se, you can, you can build anything from front end, back end, and, uh, nowadays uh, native applications and whatnot. So I think maybe that helped. Um, but again, it very much depends on your growth as a tech lead or inside a specific company at least that's my belief and then again what i mentioned is the technical skills that's one thing leadership skills that's also very 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 important and i guess experience because with experience is where you can actually identify um and be a bit more like forward thinking like yeah yeah you mentioned about uh being the front end of uh, uh, your company or clients. So if a tech lead in, in your company or your belief is uh, a front runner of a company to face with the client, uh, in in my belief is a bit different as, as, as you said, because uh, the tech lead is not only that, it can also be a lead of different people in the, in the company that has less experience and, or, or and are struggling with a lot of different topics to deal with, but the tech lead comes in, in there and, and as a hands-on person can do something to help those people. But that was a good good input. What about you, Arpit? What do you think? Uh, I think what you said is uh, entirely correct. Like, uh, So the thing is, I think tech lead is the first role which moves away from being an individual contributor towards being something between a manager and an individual contributor. So when you think about it this way, I think the skills that you need to develop uh, to become a tech lead come uh, like branch out into two, two folks. 
uh, uh, one being the leadership skills, or I wouldn't say leadership skills, rather, I would say better focus on communication. So you, you need to understand what you have to take from your peers and communicate it to higher management. And you, be, you kind of become the flag bearer of uh, the tech and experience of the of your peers, right? So that is one thing which I found, uh, which I found a lot of a lot common in the tech leads which I look up to. Uh, and from the technical point of things or or upskilling point of things, I think it's a game. It's a very very uh, so it's like a, a game uh, essentially for me. For example, like when I started, uh, I started as a backend engineer. And my focus was entirely around that. And I was working in a very, very small startup where they hired full stack engineers only. So I started learning front-end engineer, uh, uh, front-end uh, frameworks, and I started learning DevOps. And now, uh, uh, since I have moved to the new company, I realized that I have a broader or, or I have a bigger picture view, which helps me a lot to take certain decisions. And it's, uh, it's also not just about the decisions it's mostly about avoiding certain pitfalls which you have uh, which you see when you have that bigger picture view so i think uh, it really doesn't matter whether you are a mobile engineer or a front end engineer or a back end engineer as long as you have that bigger picture view which you can even gain from like attending a lot of conferences working on side projects yeah then I, you you point a good good uh, good good focus area because I also believe uh, the tech lead is a proxy between uh, a technological people or tech people and a business people because it, it doesn't matter where which background you come from. If if you understand both languages, you're you're literally there, uh, not without experience, but of course with some experience, then you can be a tech lead. I believe I I got some good answers, and and the only thing that matters for me is like these understanding is is not out there for all the companies because some of the engineering managers or some of the high level manager are looking for only a person who has a backend background to to get a tech lead or cto in a way in a small companies and and that's that's i i believe it's a wrong uh, understanding and and anyone can become a tech lead Thanks to you, Sam. Thank you very much. Arpit, we kind of come into your question next. I know we've talked about how you can become a tech lead in terms of the backgrounds and, and whatnot, but Arpit wanted to pose to everyone what are the qualities that make a great tech lead. Um, I want to come to him for some, obviously, some context uh, before we pass it around the room. So uh, the idea is very simple. Like you, uh, there are, so at the senior software engineer level, I think that is where the path stops for a lot of people, right? After this, promotion is not a standard, it's an exception. So you becoming a tech lead is something that you have to uh, you have to cultivate in yourself so that you become a tech lead. So I want to uh, figure out what those qualities can be uh, or what those qualities are that will help you get that next level of promotion where you take on the low role of a tech lead. So yeah, uh, Emma, why, why don't you go ahead? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just I'll take. I go. I go. Uh, uh, what I believe is uh, the quality that you're looking for 
the first thing is the thing that you mentioned, uh, that the broad picture or, or, or more understanding on different areas, no matter the business areas or, uh, technical areas, whenever you get to that level, that's, for example, you don't have experience in, in the mobile client, but you understand what they're talking about, or you can contribute to those areas, or you have no idea about the, the another product of your company that they're working on, but you can give some opinion or, or resolve some of their issue by offering whatever you have done in your product. That's the place you can start it. And then the next level is obvious that the, the next thing is obviously a communication. If you want to become a good, good tech lead, you definitely need to be a better or, or in a better level of, of communicating because that's, that's all about, you can be a really strong person in a, in a development part, but not able to communicate with anyone. And, and, and communication is not only, uh, just uh, the way that you communicate or talk in English or any other language is also seeing yourself in their culture or in, in, in different, uh, people's culture of either living culture as a, as a country culture, or also the way of working, because it's, it's not only those things that matters because you can easily be hired as a tech lead and, but not qualified enough because it's, it's, it's not easy job. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so to that point, does it make sense that a tech lead should have experience of working in multiple companies or maybe like some consultancy experience so to develop certain such skills i i think uh, as as paul mentioned experience is is matter and and as much as you have experience it, it's better but uh, what type of company or consultant or whatever i i don't see any any benefit of it but more different people you work with you're more able to, to deal with different situation because tickle is all about a new event or new thing happen every day at, at your job. It, it, it's not like you're dealing with the same code language uh, as, as a, like backend or frontend or mobile as daily basis is it's event based. You get hit by a new event every day. But, but I think also like, <clears throat> this is um, a matter of um, like personality right so you can have a person that goes and works on seven projects but learns some like some close to nothing but you could have a, a person working on two projects uh, being able to learn like to, to get the right right learnings from those two projects right to absorb the knowledge and so on so i think you know it's it's a matter of um curiosity but like I do agree with uh, what Emad, like what you just said. Um, the communication skills are key, but in order to, but but they're not just like a standalone. Um, I think the way I see it, and maybe I should have mentioned it before, because I don't see this technical uh, like uh, the tech tech lead role. I don't see it as a transition to management uh, necessarily. I see it as a like you're at a crossroads. You're you're about to transition towards the management uh, side or towards a, a, a more technical side. So it depends on what you, where you want to go. Right. Um, 
but essentially the skills necessary is you, you do need to have technical strong technical skills so that you can actually put those translate those into like use the, your communication skills to um, translate those effectively to other departments other people like communicate them effectively and that also goes boils down to having some leadership skills right and then again uh, the typical developer collaboration problem solving etc etc um, and i believe it's also a, a, a constant fomo <laughs> um fine. like that's that's if you don't have it then um probably you should because <laughs> um, there is a passion for learning that um, you need to have uh, the technology sector evolves every single day um like yeah if you if you stop learning you you get outdated so you said you said something paul it was really nice sorry arpit to interrupt you but uh you said because you are but also mentioned so after seniority you you are at the point that you can decide either to go to the level that you want to go more deep in your field or you want to go with the lead position and then in the lead position what's the nexus that exactly as you paul said it's either you go to the management area which is engineering manager or staff engineer or whatever or you go to the architectural area that you dig into more technological era but in a in a more broad way and then uh, but all this is also depend on your passion and your career you want and, to go and actually it, it also depends on skills because you can't have everything i just mentioned uh, yeah like that's the reality we're not perfect people we like everything n nothing is balanced out in any of us we're better at something worse at something uh, else um so for example if you have uh, a lot of empathy and uh, i don't know adaptability um then you probably need to go towards uh, the more managerial side of things but if you don't have that especially empathy right uh, probably probably the technical side is for you just but that makes a lot of sense i think that cleared a lot of my questions oh. back to you sam thank you I'm glad that you bring it back to me and I don't have to jump in at any point. It's fantastic. Thanks, guys. Well, Paul, we're around to your question, mate. Um, you wanted to pose to the rest of them. What do you think the difference between a tech lead and a small startup or a small company and one a large organization, perhaps a multinational? And how do you think the this will change in the future? Could you give us a bit of context around that? Yeah, like I said, um, I mean, we, we discussed already about uh, like the role uh, of kind of what we think a tech lead represents, but it, it, it very much differs, in my opinion, at least, um, of the situation or the company in which you're, you're placed in, because uh, the requirements are vastly different. A startup probably moves at uh, like greater speeds than a multinational company where you wait a month to merge a PR or something like that, right? So um, <laughs> that's extreme examples I was giving here, but anyways, um, the idea is what is the difference what are the shoes that you need to fill in those quite different environments and uh yeah maybe emad like uh, yeah i think uh so what i have experienced is like i've been in both places as a lead position 
So in a startup companies or small companies, then the key is you should be more hands-on than a or manager thing because your soft skill is important in a small companies, but is not as important than the, the actual development skills because sometimes when they like a small companies hire you as a tick lead, they expect you to fill in every 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 possible way of the company needs developer if they have it or not, but you should chip in. But in a, in a larger company, it's more structured. Like they add, they, they expect you to do something or, or either facing with the client or growing the developers in, in the, in your office or your area, then, then a small company, you have to do everything. And, and especially in the, in the small companies, you should be more proactive than a, than a big companies, even though proactivity helps in the big companies to, because it lets you to grow and become even more either a manager or, or whatever other role architect or whatever you have. Uh, but I believe it's like, it's two different mentality. And then for me in my whole life of uh, software development is it's really hard to stick in any of those environment more than a couple of years, because if you're a passionate like me, uh, to, to do a lot of things, then things getting boring in any of those areas, you have to move on either in the same company in different teams or different companies or, or because you know, there are always a, a thing to grow in any, any companies. Like you can get things better in any way, but there is no end for any of those. And as a, as a tech lead, you always like to grow or help everyone. As you mentioned, like formal thing, you, you want to, uh, you are so curious and then, uh, it, it's, it's hard to live with those, but it's, it's definitely a good, uh, thing to, to be on both, not only one of those type of companies. Right. Thanks. Yeah. How about you, Arpit? I think um, it's very similar, but uh, I haven't experienced being a tech lead in a big company yet, but uh, I can share what uh, how was my experience being a tech lead in a startup. So essentially, like you become the custodian of the product. Anything and everything that can go wrong is your responsibility. You have to ward off all the evil that comes towards your product. It can be in form of product managers. It can be in form of client requests. It can be in form of tech debt. So essentially you have to fill in a lot of roles, a lot of shoes. You have to be very, very hands-on in terms of what you have to, what you're going to deliver. Uh, you need to make sure that your peers are not making similar, the same mistakes again. You have to res be responsible for their mentorship as well. So uh, all in all, it becomes like, really an overwhelming role to be in for a very long time like Timad said as well uh, and but it has its own pros and cons right so once you once you go through that experience right you become very very confident that you can build a product with bare minimum support and sometimes in chaos because a lot of small companies do not have processes so you you can circumvent certain processes if there are uh, any anyway so 
I think that's a very good learning experience. But at the same time, I do feel that uh, like certain processes bring in, like especially in the bigger companies, they bring in so, uh, a little bit of stability to this chaotic life of a tech lead in a small company. So, yeah. I think you, you, you guys put it into perspective quite well, but I would just like to kind of round it up um, and maybe stop me if I'm uh, wrong. But I, I very much see it the same. And I kind of wanted to lead towards uh, like you can, if you master the chaos in a small company, it you can grow like into um, becoming a tech lead in a in a larger company. But the vice versa is not necessarily uh, true. Like yeah. applied because in a larger company you have a more defined scope. Like this is where you operate, right? There's a clear distinction between a tech lead and an architect and from a tech lead and an architect and a CTO and so on. But in a startup, there's like so many things happening and it's like you're you're doing a bit of everything, right? So you need to be mastering, air quotes, um, a lot of domains. And that's why, like, personally, I don't believe in T-shaped people. Uh, I believe like we're kind of, uh, our skills develop like a broken comb. You know, whereas you you learn, you dive deep into one area, then you get bored and you dive deep into another area and so on and so forth. So anyways, that's uh, besides the point, but uh, thank you. But I, but I think, Paul, uh, you mentioned you are getting master in chaos and then you can grow, but I don't see uh, become a tech lead of a larger company is a group per se. Because it, it 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 definitely gives you more perspective or experience as a tech lead, but it's not necessarily. Sometimes it's a step down and you become more lazy because uh, when you are you are in a startup, you you were asked more, and then you get more as an output or better performing. But when you are in a larger company, it it's. A lot different, as you mentioned, also. I would say it depends on the company. <clears throat> I I understand what you're saying. Um, it's like it depends on how much um, power you have to influence things, right? And the power of change, right? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 a lot. Uh, so yeah, you're you're absolutely co correct. It's, it's not necessarily a step up. Um, yeah, a lot of people I've seen stepping up, uh, air quotes, and then going back because uh, the, the environment is too slow. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's back to you, Sam. Thank you. I'll take it away. Uh, Imad, we've come full circle. Um, we're, we're back to one of your questions on um, how to fill the knowledge gap as a tech lead, and how, I suppose how do you identify it as well? But I'll let you give some context, um, and then like, like always, we'll pass around. Yeah, the thing is, so. As, as Paul mentioned, none of us are perfect in everything. So we definitely need to fill some of the gaps in our knowledge when we become a tech lead. And it's also uh, some, some, something that you feel it when you are in that position, when, when a person or a developer from the field that you have less experience come to you and ask you something, and then you have no clue about what that person is talking about. How do you feel that gap or how do you respond on that situation? Uh, what, what do you 
have experienced or expect from a tech lead, guys? I think it's to you, our president, then you go to Paul. Okay, so uh, I think I'll always go back to the basics. So since I don't understand, let's say, the framework or, or any particular thing, I would ask the other person to like lay it down to, for me in very simple words where we talk about the basic architectural decisions that there are or maybe some some other issues in terms of uh, like more, the more operational side of things are always easy to discuss because they are kind of repetitive and you have understood how, let, let's say about deadlines and things like that, right? But frameworks and all these things do create certain issues. But I think, uh, first of all, like the learning curve has to be there. You have to keep learning somehow for that, like a lot of podcasts, uh, conferences, following a lot of blogs do help. And if you ever find yourself in such a situation, then I, uh, I I personally ask for help. I would gladly sit down with someone who has experience in that field and I would ask for a rundown uh, about, hey, how do you, how do you, how are you doing this thing, which I was doing in some other way in my previous company. So it's kind of like a one-to-one -one mapping of sorts most of the times. And sometimes you learn uh, other, uh, good stuff. And I think in general, because of this discussion, you build a parity that, hey, uh, this is how things are supposed to be done here. These are the processes. And if some of these things are missing, like for a very good example would be like the uh, monitoring platforms. If something is not being monitored, which you were monitoring in your previous company, then you can give that as a feedback and pick that as an item for implementation. So I think learning and improving the product goes hand in hand, especially when you are a new joining uh, as a tech lead, uh, you haven't grown into that role within the company. So I think there's a good amount of scope there. Who do you pause? Yeah. Oh, well, so I think you're all, you're, you're all working nine to fives, right? So, uh, it's, 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 it's a bit difficult to to tell people like that. Um, well, you need to put in more effort after the, your nine to five. So I think what I, what what I feel like um, doing generally is form a culture around learning, trying new things out. Um, so like in banking circle, like whenever we had to deal with a problem, there's so many tools out there that you, that you can. Uh, use right um so we would focus on you know trying to find the right tool for the job building pocs is trying to present these to to larger audience so kind of um give this like hand it over to one of my colleagues to um dive into like a deeper dive and then present it to the team so like um we all get something out of it um now for my personal like what do I do? Um, I mean, I do try to spend a bit of time here and there, uh, keeping myself up to speed, various blogs, uh, and uh, the controversial nowadays Twitter still works uh, for me. Hey, you wish, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think what, what matters most is also um, understanding your flaws. Like what, what you don't know, being able to say when you don't know things and like Arpit, like you mentioned, just reaching out saying like, Hey, well, I don't know this. Uh, can you show me? Um, yes, 
and 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 I think that's what kind of forms this continuous learning uh, experience. Yeah, I got you know your both of your answers, and I I believe that's 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 the way to go. And and uh, what it what what worked for me is also asking people in a in a in an easy way, easy going, without thinking you're tipping down because you don't know that area. It doesn't matter. None of us are are perfect, and and also sometimes with the way that you said our bit to go with the basic, it's 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 hard because when a senior person asking you something, they don't need to know the, the basics. Like they just need an answer, and if you don't know, then then either find time after work or or learn more or or connect that person to someone else who knows more than you and it's all about like connectivity either with your knowledge or outside knowledge bring it to to that person or whatever but the other thing that it works for me not specifically on the different areas it's also uh, sometimes hard to keep keep up understanding or learning the area that you used to work like I used to I am a still, but uh, I'm an iOS developer and I, I, I've been developing mobile applications since like 12, 13 years ago. And, and these days when a person come to me and ask me about some iOS stuff and I have no clue and it's, it's such a shame. And then I, I'm, I'm spending my time on my field sometimes outside of the working hours to just learn whatever I've missed. And it's, it's different and difficult. That's your follow up. Yeah, yeah, that's the full mob. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And then it's hard to keep up everything. But back to you, Sam. Thank you very much, guys. I think this next pull from question, uh, next pull from question, next question from Paul, let's get my words right, um, really ties in quite nicely to the knowledge gap, right? Um, how will emerging technologies affect the role of a tech lead? Over to you, Paul. Yeah, so just to put a bit more meat on the bone, uh, I think generally nowadays there's a lot of, um, work that goes into AI, um, machine learning. So we first had the GitHub's, uh, co-pilot, then we had, uh, chat GPT, um, yeah, whatnot. Uh, then Go, on no, top of this, what's next? on top of this, there's also like the new frameworks that keep pushing the boundaries and, um, uh, the boundaries of technology. So kind of, yeah. How, how do you, how do you see all these? things uh, affecting the, the role of a tech lead? Will they kind of empower or will they kind of move us away from such a role? I I think I think I'll first. Yeah. Sorry. Do, uh, do. Go ahead, <laughs> Uh I have two theory. Uh, one is uh, the AI become a, a good uh, beast that help us in a way to either fill that gap or let it do everything and we lead those outputs in a way. But that's a whole another topic to to have a podcast on. Uh, but the actual theory is so it, all these new things comes and how we can keep up is just uh, try to focus as as the latest as possible, not on the deep level because you can't, especially as a tick lead, uh, you can't be based on front-end, back-end, mobile, DevOps, business, soft skill, 
Like it comes from every every places with every angle. You can't get up to date on everything, but but you can become something on it on all of those. I, I have a background in IT and what my first person at the, the first person in the in the university told me was like if you want to become an IT man in the old days, uh, you you need to know everything but on the surface level, not deep. And that that was a, a really good good guy in, in my university, and I, I really believe that that would work as a tick lead because if you want to become a good developer, you should know at least one area in deep, otherwise you can't. But that's yeah, that's on me. But do you think like uh, these technologies would kind of empower or? Yeah, definitely. It is just like at old days when when the new uh manufacturer came with the machine instead of human doing those of course you still appreciate some foods with the handwork on it but all the other thing that comes out table whatever none of them are made by human it's it's all by machine and it's gonna be the same and and our job was uh so we are all developer we understand what we're doing is to translate whatever we have in our, our brain to a machine language. And if anything's coming between that help us to do this translation faster or understandable on both sides, because uh, all the machine language are started with the zero and one, and then now become like you write something in a, in a react way that it's just like a human language. So definitely all these tools or ways would help us and, and, and we can do a lot more, but the whole, the important part is to not, and to, 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 to use it properly. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you. What about you, Arpit? What do you think? For me, I think, uh, like as Emma said that it's very hard to get, uh, to know about all the tools, especially with the speed that they are cropping up right now, right? Uh, like after ChatGPT, there's already Bing Chat and Microsoft Designer. And like things are just going on and on and on and uh, they will keep going on. So, uh, but what I also realize is a tech lead works in a very limited scope and he's uh, he or she is not a tech person, right? It's more about being a tech plus business person. So you are solving the problems that are existing in the business. And when you identify these problems, then you look for tools to solve it. It's not the fact that, um, it's not the fact that you have, uh, that chat GPT is out. So you look for a problem and then you just try to build a product around it in the, um, in, in your company, right? So I think generally how I approach this problem is that if I am building some, if I have a problem that I need to solve, I'll start uh, looking into it. I'll start looking at tools. I'll start looking at other people who have done POCs, uh, maybe with chat GPT or anything else for that matter. And then uh, I'll try it out for myself. And if, if it works out, then it's really, really good. It's really empowering to use something that is out, that is cutting edge. It gives you like a very good feeling when you conquer that FOMO as well. <laughs> Right. So I think that's my two cents on it. I think you're absolutely spot on. 
So, but thanks guys. Thanks for uh, sharing your opinion. Um, and Sam, back to you. Well, Paul, I'll get to, sorry about you. What, what's your thoughts on, on the emerging technologies, right? Well, uh, for, I think, uh, generally as a, uh, from a tech lead, tech lead role perspective, it might reduce the workload, especially if you, um, yeah, uh, you're trying to thrive in chaos, right? So, um, in those scenarios, I think, um, all these in tools would come in very, very, very hand handy. And then, um, also I think it's gonna, for example, I'll just change, take a chat GPT, for example, like it, it will enable people, but also make them learn how to ask a question because it's not about, uh, oh, well, if you know what question, if you know how to ask, how to phrase the question, you're halfway into the answer already. So yeah, that's my two cents on it. You mentioned Paul about ChatGPT. I just remembered one of the podcasts Sam had uh, with the the ChatGPT speaker. I don't remember which which one was that, but it was nice. Yeah, I mean that was an interesting one. We did it we covered serverless and, and and everything with AWS. Um, but yeah, one of the guys there over at Nordea, Antonio. Shout out to him. He created an API where it allowed ChatGPT to, to give MP3 answers um, to the questions that we put to her. He coined her Joanna and she did an introduction. She asked the question, she got involved, which was, um, yeah, it was really fun to do, must admit. Yeah. No, we're as good as you guys though, I must admit. So, <laughs> thanks. Awesome, awesome. Well, Paul, thank you for that question, mate. Um, Arpit, we'll come over to yourself. Arpit's kind of put a question towards us. How do we create an impact as a tech lead and what is the growth trajectory? I know we've tucked on the, the, the growth trajectory a little bit, but I think it would be still good to, to discuss further and over to you Arpit for a bit of context. So I think, uh, I think it becomes like a very, very conscious decision to move out of a tech lead role and to move out of a tech lead role, it cannot be just happenstance. So you need to figure out, uh, how do you go about upskilling yourself what and i'm not just talking about technical skills i'm also talking about soft skills and uh one other aspect is how do you create impact so i think the more you grow up it becomes more about uh you lose that safety net and you it becomes more about the impact of the work that you have done you need to showcase the work for yourself you cannot be preening or you cannot have the low hanging fruit so how do you make sure that you're consistently delivering impact? And then how do you take that impact and turn it into the growth trajectory for yourself? So I think, uh, okay, I, I just started it by, by default. Uh, so what I think is uh, the impact, the meaning of impact would change when when you become a tech lead. For me, it's like when I see a person who become a senior person after a while, when I was a tick lead. And then I was the one who helping him or her to grow. That's an impact. It doesn't mean it, it's, it's not only meaning that if you could show off something or do some code, it means you have an impact. Uh, definitely you will have an impact if you do something in, in like development side, but if you don't, it, it doesn't mean that you're not having impact. And and also 
is just impact. It's more of a mentality thing fit with yourself because if someone measuring impact is just measuring it from a technical lead point, it's really hard because you are all over the places and there is no way to uh, measure it in like in a tangible way that you say, okay, these are the measurement and then let's, let's do that. But it, it's not possible. That was my idea. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, or make her, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, I was just agreeing to the fact that, uh, I don't think it's just in you know, tangible stuff. Like you cannot go with lines of code or delivered and things like that. Uh, I think it becomes like a more, uh, that whether did you drive the KPIs uh, along with your peers or not. So you kind of get involved at that level in the company that uh, you are talking to the business people, you're talking to the clients and you're trying to figure out how to take the product forward. And if you deliver something good in terms of which created an impact with the product and as well as while not getting in the bad uh, side of your peers, then I think that you have done a great job. Yeah. Or do you pause? Yeah, maybe. So um, I'm thinking, um, I think the answer lies in culture. Um, so, and what I'm trying to say here, uh, the, the impact can be seen in the culture that you grow and heart, like uh, harness ar around you as, as a tech lead. And it, because of the, the variety of the position, depending on, the organization in which you are, um, I think it, it, it boils down to, to a few things. Also, like it, it also boils down into your um, trajectory that you want to grow into, right? Like, are you, do you want to become a manager? Do you want to become a, a, a more technical, uh, grow into a more technical role, et cetera, et cetera. But it all boils down to culture. So empowering your team, uh, creating, a, fostering collaboration, um, yeah, setting targets, clear vision for the product, for whatever you are uh, under the ownership of, uh, be able to delegate and um, coach people into having this mentality of having ownership over what they produce um, and so on. So I think that's that's where the impact is, uh, is being created. Um, it's, of course, nothing like purely tangible but uh, definitely something visible so yeah makes sense like I, I i love to think of like uh tech leads and like managers as enablers so they are supposed to enable people product and in every way possible for, so be it from the tooling that you are providing to your peers or the way you are advocating about the technologies that uh, in front of the, uh, your higher ups or when you are talking about the product that uh, how like which features are you picking up how you're delegating certain things or whom you are delegating them to I think all of these count towards enablement and the better you do it the better impact you would see I guess agree precisely yeah yeah what do you sound thank you well, I was hoping that at this point we'd have a load of questions to go through, but uh, I think we've come to the realization that there is a bit of a technical issue with the live podcast. 
Uh, it seems to be working for some individuals who have been able to post on there, um, but it hasn't worked for others. Um, so I want to apologize if, if you are listening and got this far, um, that you were not able to, to get through the questions. I'll make sure that the questions that do come through, if we're not answer to, to be able to answer them now and today, uh, I'll put them to the guys so we can get them. So when we post the, the podcast again um, um, as on our channels, we'll have the, the questions and answers in the comments. So we'll 100% get those questions answered. Luckily, the guys um, came up with a couple more questions, which is fantastic. Um, so I think Imad's got another question around talking tech lead versus technical team lead and what's the difference. And um, perhaps we can have a touch on that um, and, and kind of take it from there and see where it goes. Have you got a bit yeah. more context for us, Imad? Yeah. And so there are different roles in different companies. The, the tech lead is it's obvious, I think, uh, but it, for us at least. Uh, but the technical team lead is a new thing that I've seen around. And uh, what do you think, guys, about uh, the technical team lead? And, and what do you see that role? And I think up to you, Paul. Yeah, well, if, thanks. I think basically that, um, so the way I see it, a tech lead is more like focusing on the technology aspect of things. Um, the harnessing collaboration in terms of like how you uh, de develop and uh, deliver things as a team. Um, while maybe the technical team lead is more like has technical knowledge, but handles this side of things where you, you basically the, the outside communication, if that makes sense. So the, the, the politics, right? yeah. <laughs> um, basically translating, uh, whatever like requirements come in from plain words into technical requirements, um, like high level, and then everything technically going out into plain words for everyone to understand within the organization. Uh, yeah. and it's more like a managerial role, I would say more like the the empathic people person, uh, than the actual technical person, which I see the technical yes. Yeah, I, I believe it's, it's like that. And also in, in my point of view, it's a bit, and technical team leads has more HR responsibility than a tech lead because yeah, when, when you are a team lead, you, you are not owner, but you, you, you have the more responsibility as well as knowing technical, but of course, anyone in, in any, both sides, either technical or business can become a technical, uh, team lead because it's more of a team management and having a technical knowledge than a technical person know more in a, in a broad way than, than just one field. What about you, Arpit? I think it's uh, it's more or less the same as you guys said, uh, but w w like a key point also to notice here is that the scope is very very limited to the team that you're working with, or to the product that you're working on. So essentially, it becomes like uh, like a a very uh, so you don't really care about what is happening uh, overall as a product. What you care about is what is happening within your team. How is how is certain questions or certain input gonna affect your team? And then I think that slightly detrimental, I feel a lot of times can go either ways. 
that you end up fighting with other teams instead of working together to build a better product. And I think that is where uh, it like there's slight politics involved and it's more managerial, uh, managerial as, as you said. Yeah, yeah, I also totally agree with you. And then I believe it's 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 a tricky role. Uh, and then you should be more careful uh, what you're signing up for. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. it's different than than you think, and and it's it's a lot important. If you could focus on the technical, if, if you are coming from different background in any of those two rules. But I would say it also depends on uh, what um, your company kind of wants to build, right? So um, in certain scenarios, um, you might need just a technical team lead um, because the team it, like ha has a specific structure. In other um scenarios you might just need a technical uh, like a tech lead a technical lead um purely um and in certain scenarios you might want both right yeah so um that, yeah yeah that's yes yeah yeah that's how i see it that's totally up to the structure of your company because yeah it makes sense sometimes more politic needed and and the and also more tech lead needed and then, and then the, the the maturity of the team also matters, and so on and so forth. Yeah, back to you, Sam. Thanks, guys. Well, I think it's a great place to leave it for this one. Obviously, it's been a fantastic chat today. Some fantastic questions, some incredible answers, um, and I hope you guys who are listening, but also on here, have enjoyed it as much as I have. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I really do want to take this opportunity to thank Imad, Paul, and Arpit for both their great questions, their, their wonderful value that I'm sure all tech leaders and aspiring tech leaders are going to take uh, and take with them moving forward. If you would like to get involved in one of the podcasts that we have upcoming, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or over email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. Thanks again and see you next time. Cheers.